Teamwork makes the dream work. That is so true. Whether you're in business by yourself, which is actually never true, or you have a network marketing team, or maybe you're a part of a real estate group, no matter what type of business owner you are, and no matter what type of industry you're in, you will need to rely on other people for your success. There is no such thing as a self-made millionaire. And in today's episode, I'm going to give you six things that you need to develop an amazing team culture that will ultimately help you in your business have more success than if you tried to go at this alone. Okay, let's go. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Emmy Cornwell, Instagram biz coach and social selling expert. Welcome to the Hey, Hey, Emmy show. This is a podcast where we talk about all things that will be helpful for you and your business. Everything from Instagram tips and tricks to health hacks to relationships and definitely some Jesus. Basically, everything in between Proverbs 31 and Tupac. I am so excited to party with you in each and every episode because ain't no party like a Hey Hey Emmy party. Can I get an amen? All right, let's get into it, sister. Hey, hey, yo, yo, what's going on? Welcome back to the show. Yo, yo, welcome back to the show. There she goes again, trying to rap. Okay, there must be something in the water I am drinking because my raps aren't on par. Like usually I can freestyle pretty good. So maybe just maybe sister girl, the more you keep listening to this podcast, you will help. You will help. Maybe you can send me in some lyrics. <laughs> you will hear me more and more try and freestyle. I don't know if that's exciting to you. You never know what you're going to get on the Hey Hey Emmy show, except actually you do. You know what you're going to get? You're going to get fun you're going to get a party. You're going to get tips and tricks and strategy to help you in your business, all done in a way that you feel like it's just me and you, right? BFFs, hanging out, talking about business, talking about Instagram, talking about goals, talking about health, talking about life, talking about relationships, talking about God and Jesus, all of the things. That's exactly what I wanted this podcast to be when I thought about doing it. And now that it is here, it is just surreal. And I'm so glad that you're here with me. I pictured you. I imagined you here as part of the party. So let's get this party started because today's episode is about team culture. And it doesn't matter if you're in business, like as a solopreneur, which I'm wondering when that word even came into the def- like the dictionary. But whether you're a solopreneur or maybe you're on a network marketing team, maybe you have your own network marketing team, maybe you're like you have a real estate group that you're a part of, or maybe you're in a nine to five and you have other coworkers that are in a pod that you have as a team that you need to work with every day. We all are in teams. We're even in teams in our relationships and our friendships in our marriages, right? It's a team. Actually, fun fact, in my vows to Scott, 
I used this team metaphor and I spoke about it. I can't remember exactly the vows, but what I do remember is that I was so thankful. I said something like, I'm so thankful that God chose you to be my teammate from the wins, for the losses, through it all. Like, I am so glad that God chose Scott to be my teammate. So we're in teams all over this place, no matter what your situation is. So this podcast is for you. Here is the first thing that you need absolutely when creating a culture in a team, because your level of success with your team. Like I remember when I played sports growing up playing, being an athlete. And so I've been on teams my whole life and they, I I would hear some coaches say, you're only as good as your weakest player. Now, I don't know if I love that terminology, like your weakest player, but what I do love about that analogy is that it's encouraging everyone to rise in their capabilities, everyone to rise in their skill set to make the whole team better. So I'm going to choose to see the positive of that. And these six things that I'm going to give you today are going to help you and your team be better and not be better because for anything other than the better you are at what you do, potentially the more people you can serve and the more impact that you can have. So let's get going. Okay. The first thing is communication. If you cannot communicate your feelings, your wants, your needs, direction, anything, like whatever you're not saying is holding back yourself and your team. There really is no such thing as over communication. And there are different ways and different styles to communicate. So what is the main way that you communicate with your team? Do you use Voxer? Do you use WhatsApp? Do you use Facebook Messenger? Do you use Instagram DMs? Do you use text message? Do you use emails? Do you use some type of instant messenger? What do you use to communicate with your team? You want to make sure that everyone on your team knows the expectation when it comes to communication. So it's more than me just telling you, you got to communicate. I mean, we all know that, right? We got to communicate. Communicate, communicate, communicate. I was actually a communication studies major in college, a business econ minor, but it's more than just you have to communicate. What are the playing? What are the rules, right? What are the rules of the game of communication? So you need to be able to communicate. You need to be able to communicate where people are communicating. So what is the form of communication that you are using? That expectation needs to be laid out. And people need to stay within that expectation, right? And then what are some of the like boundaries with the communication? Okay. Are you someone who does six minute voice memos, but then like gets irked when someone else sends you a long voice memo? Well, you're essentially telling them it's okay because you've gone first as the leader of the team that six minute voice memos are okay. That is a long time for someone to listen to a voice memo and then respond back. So I know when I'm communicating with my team, I want to honor their time 
and I do my best to get the point across in three minutes or less. Now, does that always happen? No. Really, I would love for it to be one minute. It just depends on the subject matter that I'm communicating. And I have multiple teams that I actually work with. And right now, specifically when I'm thinking about this example, I'm thinking about my social retail team and how I communicate with them is through Facebook Messenger. And I really try and honor their time by keeping voice memos really short. And sometimes I will write it out because it's easier for some people who are working their social retail business as you know, in addition to their nine to five, they're also able to read usually better than listen. So sometimes I take inconvenience myself because it's way easier to do a voice memo. I mean, I like to talk. Can you tell? So where are you communicating? What are the kind of boundaries? Like, does your team know what your working hours are? I don't respond to messages 24 seven. I'm not on call. I you know, I'm getting better and better at this of having kind of like specific hours where I answer messages. So maybe it's a little bit in the morning and a little bit in the evening, but I'm not just like throughout my day. Oh, let me, you know, pick up my phone, pull up Facebook messenger and do a message. If that's you, no shame, but you got to stop that. Just, you will like have so much freedom when you do not constantly check your messenger. You'll have less anxiety. Trust me. So communication is huge in teams. There's so much really that we could go on about communication, but ultimately make sure that you're doing it. Make sure you're doing it in a kind way, but also is helpful to move the mission forward that you have, they know where to communicate with, and they have those expectations of the boundaries and how they're going to get help quick. You know, if you want help from me and you send me a 10 minute voice memo, I'm probably not going to be able to help you as fast as someone who sends me, you know, one minute voice memo or a little paragraph that I could read. Okay. It's just, it's just how it is. So what's the second thing? The second thing is motivation. Now, any good team leader is able to motivate the masses. They're able to get their team into action. The rah-rah is not just meant for woo and cheering and you know a rally. It's meant to get you into action. Motivation is a part of being a team. It just is. And now how you motivate people depends on them. And that's one of the things that you want to find out about the different people on your team. Again, this is not just for network marketing. This is if you're at a nine to five. This is if you're in any industry, even if you're a solopreneur, because if you're like me, who is a solopreneur in one of my businesses? I have a team of VAs. I have a team of support that help me make this happen. For instance, I have a podcast editor. Okay. I am hashtag not techie. So thank goodness for my podcast editor. Otherwise, you would not get this show in your ears. (laughs) You would not be listening to this right now. So as a solopreneur in one of my businesses, I still have a team. Am I, you know, do I know what motivates them? Do I know why they chose to do what they do for a living? And if I don't, you know, hopefully I'm in the process of learning that more and more as I get to know them. 
But you absolutely 100% need to know what motivates people because not everyone's motivated by money. Some people are motivated by recognition. Some people are motivated by so many, there's so many different things that you can be motivated, right? So what is your team motivated by? And then how are you motivating the masses as well as them individually? And you do that in a team culture. Okay. Here's the third thing. Celebration. You need celebration in a team. Celebration slash appreciation. They're very similar. You want to shout people out for their efforts. You want to let them know that you see their hard work. And then the appreciation comes with like that hard work paying off and you're in gratitude of, of them. You're thankful that they're on your team, that they're on your team and not someone else's, right? That they're not on the opposing team. So make sure when you're celebrating, you celebrate all different types of things, not just the big things, but also the small things. Celebrate not only people's like significant advancements or significant like events that happen in their businesses or within the team, but also their behavior. Are they doing things that are leading them closer and closer to their desired goal? If that's the truth, like if that's true, then that is to be celebrated. Okay. Not like you cannot just like communication. You cannot over-celebrate. I love a good gift. That is actually one of the ways that I love to celebrate people in my own way. And I drop gifts all the time with, I mean, with my friends, with my husband, with my teams, with my VAs. I love a good gift. So how are you celebrating? Shout them out in your team chats, post about them on your social medias. Could you write a post that gives them love and acknowledgement in a public way? Now, this is why you need to know what people are motivated by, because maybe that does not, you know, you're not celebrating people in order to motivate them. That's not what I'm saying, but say People are motivated by appreciation, recognition, like I did, you know, kind of say that that's one of those things. Well, you can celebrate them social on their social medias and as a byproduct, it's going to be motivating. So you get a twofer for one, twofer on that one. Okay. So what are some ways that you can do appreciation? I love giving gifts. Maybe gifts aren't the way your people want to be appreciated. You have to find out. Okay. Another way you can do appreciation is run incentives or run giveaways or challenges, have a little friendly competition. There are so many things that you can do. And I, that keep, that is a sentence that keeps repeating because ultimately all of these things that I'm sharing with you, all of these six things that you need in a team to be successful you still have to customize them to the people on your team. It's not a one size fits all. This is not a black and white. You have to get to know people. You're in the relationship building business. And that means with your team too. So here's the fourth thing that you need to have in your team as a leader. You need to be a hub of information. If you don't know what the heck is going on, well, who else are they going to go to? You're the captain. You're the coach. The coach has the game plan. The coach has 
the X's and O's in order to move the ball down the field. So whatever information that you need to be the hub of, you just better make sure you know what you're doing. You don't know have to know everything. You can't have the spirit of like, okay, well, I can go find the answer to that. But you absolutely need to have a pulse on the specific information that you need to know right then and there that's relevant to your team culture at the moment in order to lead people forward. Okay, here's the fifth thing. You need to give tangible tips or strategy, right? That's the X's and O's. How are we actually going to move the ball down the field? What do you need to help your people do in order to get one step closer to their goal? Is that giving them some prompt ideas? Is that sharing with them what has worked for for you, like some best practices so they can incorporate into their own strategy for their specific business needs as well? Again, all there, I, I could spend hours and hours talking about all the different tips and strategies that you could potentially give a teammate as a leader, but it doesn't matter unless you don't know your people. So hopefully you're sensing a theme here that you have to know your people. And the sixth thing, okay, so that was tangible tips and strategy, but the sixth thing that you need is you need to be able to cast vision. People want to go with people. People want to follow people who are going places. Where are you going? They may not be going the exact same place that you are, but they can put themselves in your shoes when you cast vision of where you're going. Because what they can do is they can grab a hold of that same process that you've done in order to figure out where you want to go and head that way. They can then apply it to their own dreams and goals for their future. But if you're only operating, I mean, hopefully you're not stuck. Hopefully you're not stuck in the past. And hopefully you're not operating just in survival mode, which I I know times are hard right now. I get it. But you can't just be in survival mode in the present and being reactive. You have to be as a leader of a team and a member of a team, you have to have forward future thinking. And that's done through vision casting. And you have to then ultimately, here's how that ties back. You need to communicate that. If your team does not know your personal vision, if your team does not know the team's vision, if your team does not know the company's vision or your brand vision, then something will always be off and you should vision cast often. This is not a one and done. This is like, you should be living, breathing your vision and speaking it out and basically saying like, who's coming with me? Like, who's coming with me? Name the movie. Might be an inappropriate time for this quote, but if you can name that movie, you're my new best friend. Who's coming with me? I don't want to scream into the mic, but you understand, hopefully, what I'm saying. You have to communicate the vision that has been placed on your heart for yourself, for the team, 
for your brand, for the company, the whole gamut. All of these things, what you're doing when you do this is you're depositing into your team. So everything's not always sunshine and rainbows. I get that. That's real. You're going to have challenging conversations. I believe actually your life is as successful as your want to or your by the amount of uncomfortable and challenging conversations that you have. The more challenging conversations you have, the the more successful I think your life will be. I think a lot of problems in teams can be solved with communication and just with a conversation, an honest conversation. I think a lot of problems in the world could be solved with communication. So when it comes to those hard times, because you've deposited into your team, you know, you have essentially earned the right, more of the respect really to be able to have an honest conversation with someone to help them most likely move past a limiting belief, look at something from a different perspective. You know, you're not in the convincing business. You're not trying to do that. But as a leader, you're offering a different perspective of how this person can potentially take a look at the situation to see if there was something different they could have done or a different thing that they could do in the future. That's all you're doing. And usually you do that by asking questions. But if you have not communicated with your team, if you have not motivated them, if you've not celebrated them, if you're not appreciative of them, if you're not giving them the information they need to be successful, if you're not helping them with strategy to be successful and you're not casting a vision for them, it's just going to feel really icky when you have to have that tough conversation. So continue to do these things to continue to create the intimacy within your team. No matter how big your team is, you can always create some type of intimacy because intimacy is based on a no like trust factor. You're not selling to people, right? Usually when you hear me say the no like trust is for sales, but this intimacy with your team is based off of people knowing you. So do they know more about you than just the numbers? Do they know more about you than just what they see on social media? Have you interacted with them on a personal level? Like if something tragic happened in their life, would you know? And would you show up for them? Right? You can create intimacy by people liking you because the more they know you, potentially, right? The more they like you and the more they like you, the more they trust you and they trust your heart. And that goes miles, miles, my friend. Here is the last thing I want to say about teams. If you ain't having fun, you ain't doing it right. Again, another fun saying I like to use when it comes to business, but this is business. Your team is part of your business. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why I'm talking about this subject is because it absolutely has to do with your business. 100%. What to post in your stories. It's more than just how to make a good reel. This is some of the things that most people don't necessarily talk about because they think it's not necessary, but it is. This is what makes you all around a better business owner. And that is one of my jobs to do, not just help you generate leads and cash using Instagram, but the better you are in business, the easier those lead generation 
and things and other things that I share with you in regards to Instagram, the easier they come. So sister girl, hopefully you took really great notes. You're able to apply this to your teams today. Talk about like one big money hit podcast episode. I am so excited for you and what's to come because the best is yet to come. And I know that there are people that you are assigned to. We're not assigned to everyone, but there are people that are assigned to you that are still coming that you have not even met yet. And you're going to pour into them. You're going to deposit into them in a way like no one else has ever done. And they are going to be on your team for life. All right. I will see you on the next episode. If you loved this episode, I would be so honored if you would subscribe to the show. Make sure to take a screenshot, share this to your Instagram stories and tag me at Hey Hey Emmy so I can see it and we can keep the combo going. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, please write a five-star review on iTunes. Not only will this make me super happy, but it will allow for other peeps to find our show too. Once you do that review, send me a DM on Instagram so I can hook you up with a free audit of your IG bio. The only way you can get that IG bio audit is to do the five-star Apple review. So don't forget to write your IG handle on the review so I know it's you. Okay, sister, you know what to do until we hang out together again on the next podcast party. Have the best day ever.